guys ready to keep experiencing God this morning? All right, so let's do this. Let's pray. So, and I want to ask every one of you in this room who believes that God is real and you have a relationship with him, I'm going to pray. I'm asking you, would you pray with me? You guys, will you pray? All of us, let's ask God to be the living God in this presence right here, okay? And you can pray that he'll speak to you because he loves you. And he wants to speak to you. And let's pray he meets us here today. All right? Every one of us. Let's pray. I'm going to give you a moment. You lift your own prayer up to him, and then I'll pray for us. Father, we are so glad that we get to call you that. We are so glad that you are a loving, good, caring, intimate, close God. And we worship you this morning because of your great love you have for us. And we worship you this morning because you alone are worthy, God, of our lives. We're going to trust what you say. You say you inhabit our praise. And man, it was good to praise you this morning. And we're going to trust you when you tell us that wherever you're gathered in my name, I'm I'm there. And we're going to trust that your Holy Spirit is going to give us your thoughts today, that we are going to hear from you today. I pray that for every person, that we would hear your voice and that we would experience you today that we would know you today. And I pray for that in Jesus' name. Amen. So I recently watched a uh, TED Talk on happiness. Anybody want to be happy? All right. You should watch it. It said, uh, the title of it, it was, What Makes a Good Life? Lessons from the Longest Study on Happiness. And the guy who was giving the talk said, uh, this is what keeps us healthy and happy. And it was really interesting because they, they said that they even recently did a, a big study with millennials and asked them, what do you, what do you believe is going to make you happy? And 80% of them said, if I could be rich. So apparently nothing changes. <laughs> we might be really different in our generations, but 80% said they still want to be rich and 50% said they want to be famous. So again, to be rich, to be famous, to be successful, man, takes a lot of work, so we work harder and we try to achieve more. This study, this is so fascinating, it was the Harvard, well, not was, it still is, the Harvard study of adult development. They have been studying 724 men for 75 years. 75 years! They've been asking these guys questions about their life and about their relationships and about home and about work, about everything. And they've just been studying them for 75 years. 60 of the guys are still alive. (laughs) They're all in their 90s, but they're still alive today. In 1938, they took two groups of men. Half of the men were from Harvard, and half of them were from one of the worst neighborhoods in all of Boston. They wanted a huge cross-section. And after 75 years and 10,000 pages of research, 
This guy says, there was one clear message about what will make you happy. Y'all ready? Good relationships. Good relationships make us healthier and happier, period. So I was thinking about that, and I'm like, well, if there was good, if we could have a good life, I'm sure we all want a good life, wouldn't it be better if we could have a great life? I'd like great even better than good. What if, here's what Jesus said, you could have a full life. In John 10.10, he goes beyond good and beyond great to full. The word actually means exceedingly, out of measure. Like, so here's good, here's great, but exceeding, it's beyond that. It's what is above and over, it's super added. And Jesus says there's good, there's great, but there's a full life. Another way you can call this, which is what we're going to look at today, is there's an eternal life. So if there's good and there's great, but there's eternal, I was like, how do, how do we even get our mind around what that could look like? So here's my illustration. This would be really good. Oh, yeah. Doesn't that look good? I can tell you, if I, if I had that for dinner tonight, I'd be doing fine. But then there's great. Look at that thing. Oh, yeah. That is great. So if that's great, and I was thinking, well, what's full? What's exceedingly beyond? What's eternal? It's this right here. There it is. Am I right? It's, it's Rodizio. This thing never ends. Now, I, can I be an honest confession? I have never left Rodizio without feeling sick. Anybody else? Because I don't know when to stop. I can't stop. So that might not be the best example. All right. But let's think about this for a second. So these guys do a study and find out what a good life can be. I think some people have a better than good life. They have a great life. What in the world is an eternal life? What is a life that is so beyond measure? And if that's available (laughs) beyond good, then why is it not sought after and pursued and garnered more than anything else? Why is it that we actually spend most of our energy and our resource on nicer cars and bigger homes and better jobs when even just a human study tells us that's not what makes you happy? And yet that's what we give our life to. And that's, but let's just go to human relationships. That would be good. But even better than the best human relationship, God is saying, I can give you eternal life. And Jesus said, he goes, when you, he says, the kingdom of God, which is when you find this relationship with God, he goes, it's like a treasure that's buried in a field. And when the guy went and he found the treasure in this field, it was so good, he went and he sold everything else he had. So he could buy that field. You guys, how's your life? Is it good? Some of you know. No, it's not. My relationships suck. Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. I'm going to calm down. My relationships aren't good. Some of you, they are. It's good. Some of you have great. What if we could have eternal? Eternal. 
Can I just tell you? Your life is meant to be a full life. Is that good news? I'm telling you, there's something available to us that most of us in this room have never actually, well, some of us have tasted. So here's the first thing. So what is eternal life? Eternal life is Jesus Christ. Eternal life is Jesus Christ. Look at this. In 1 John chapter 1, John, who was one of his 12 disciples, in fact, he called himself the disciple Jesus loved. He was super tight with him. He says, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. This life appeared, we have seen it and testified to it, and we proclaim to you the eternal life. Life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. What's eternal life? It's Jesus. Now, what, what, what does this mean from the beginning and uh, the word of life and eternal life? When they, when they heard the word, the Jews immediately thought of the creative self-expression of God because he spoke and everything came into being. So the, the, when they heard the word word, they were thinking the creative expression of the very nature of God. When the Greeks in that culture, when they heard the, that, the word, they believed that it was the divine reason that makes the sense of the whole purpose of life. So in other words, the very thing that caused everything to be in existence, the very thing that is the reason and helps us to know what the purpose is, he says that eternal life showed up. Jesus is eternal life. So, so let's look at Jesus. What does that mean? The Bible tells us he is the invisible, he is, I'm sorry, he is the visible image of the invisible God. He is everything then that is right and that's good. Jesus is complete freedom. He says this all the time, complete joy He is complete peace, and he is complete love, full, unmeasurable peace, unmeasurable joy, unmeasurable love. That's who Jesus is. He is all power over everything in the physical world. He demonstrated that, and over everything in the spiritual world. That's Jesus, There was no storm, there was no sickness, there was no demon, there was no legion of demons, not even death. Jesus Christ, powerful over all things. He said, I am the truth, which means reality. He is what actually is. He is perfect wisdom in all things. And so he said, what? I am the way, I am the truth. And I am the life. There's a good life. There's a great life. There is eternal life. And Jesus Christ is that life. John goes on in verse 3 and he says this. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard so that you also may have fellowship with us. So that's why we're gathered here, you guys, today, because fellowship simply is a word that means common sharing, okay? It means you actually, practically, in practicality, experience stuff together. We share our lives together. 
And so John says, so we proclaim, this is what we're doing this morning, it's what we do to the world, because we want you to have fellowship with us. And then look what he says. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. What's eternal life? It's Jesus. And then he says, and we fellowship with him. We actually experience him. We share our life with him. And it's amazing. And so a good life, a good life is one of a relationship with good people. And a great life is one of relationships with great people. But a full, eternal life is one of a relationship with Jesus Christ. Period. And your life, listen to me, every one of you in this room, don't be duped into thinking you can't have this. Your life is meant to be a full life. Eternal. Overflowing. So if eternal life is Christ, is Jesus, then eternal life is engaging with Christ. John 17, 3 says this. Now this is eternal life. So he was going to explain it again. That you may, that they may know you. This is Jesus talking. This is eternal life. That they may know you, the one and only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. This is the full life. That you know God. That you know him. And that you know Jesus Christ. Now our problem is, in the English language, we only have the word know. And our problem is, in our Western way of thinking, and the way our education system has gone, as soon as we go know, then we feel like we go to this intellectual thing, and we go, okay, well, I got to get to know God, and I got to study God, and I got to figure him out, okay? There's a word for that in the Greek, and it's called gnosis, G-N-O-S-I-S, and it means to garner intellectual understanding, and it's actually important to exercise this and to know him, but eternal life is not intellectual understanding about God. They have another word for no, and it's gnosko. And gnosko in the Greek is the knowing that's experiential. It means you actually experience whatever you're engaged with. And so it's relational. So I was thinking, how, how can I explain this? Because this is super important. This is, the, this is what everything's about, you guys, right here, okay? So here we go. Here, here's, let me see if I can do this illustration. All right. Um, hey, how's it going? Hi. Come on, stand up real quick. Oh, all right. I, I don't need two mics. This is for you. Okay. All right. Hey, do we know each other? Uh, no. No, we don't. Okay. What's your name? Todd. Todd. Yes. What's your last name? Bosworth. Todd Bosworth. Glad you're here, man. Thank you. I'm Dave. Nice to meet you. Cool. Good to meet you. <laughs> now, why don't we know each other? Um, because I've never introduced myself, I guess. Okay, never So have we, have we spent any time together? No. Okay. So we don't know each other. All right, thanks, but I'm glad you're here. <laughs> huh? Cool. Let's see. I thought I saw, is Ron? Where's Ron? Ron, you're here. I saw you. Where's Ron Rinderneck? Oh, here he is. This is my, depending on how old you are, Mike Douglas over Winfrey moment. Come on, stand up. Here you go. Okay, Ron, do you know me? Yes, sir. Yeah. Why, why, why do you know me? Uh, because I've been engaged with you. And, yeah. Uh, I communicate with you, and I love you. Yeah. So, um, so you and I have had some deep moments together. That's true. Yeah. 
How much do we? How much time do we spend with each other? Uh, not as much as I'd like. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So really, I mean, we we actually don't hang out. Correct. Okay. So there isn't any regular time, but we've had some pretty cool moments. Absolutely. Are you my friend? Absolutely. I love you too. All right. Stand up, dude. This is Kyle Kugler. Hello. Kyle. Uh, I'm, I'm Kyle. <laughs> Kyle, do you know me? I know you. Yeah, you know me. Yes. Why do you know me? Uh, because I serve on the spiritual advisory board here, and I've been here since we launched K2, so I've spent uh, a lot of time yeah. sitting with you talking about uh, our body here. Yeah. 15 years worth. 15 years every month getting together, talking about deep, intimate things. I have, I have wept in front of this man. I've shared my deepest dreams, and he's been a faithful guy. Man, this dude, he actually will call me. did it again this week. Dang it. But uh, we know each other, and it's awesome. It's a great gift. Thanks, Kyle. Here. I knew this was coming. <laughs> do you know me? Yeah. Yeah? Why do you know me? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I even know this woman in the biblical sense. <laughs> Isn't that interesting that they use the word no for that experience? Um, you can go ahead and have a seat. <laughs> Here's what's interesting. The Bible says that the relationship that I have with Susie is the relationship that Jesus is supposed to have with the church. That's awesome. How well do you know him? How intimate is your experience with God? This is a phenomenal reality that he's saying eternal life is when you experience me as intimately as you do with the closest person in your life. Your life is meant to be a full life with Jesus, who is eternal life. In John 10, he puts it this way. I am the good shepherd. I gnosko my sheep. I experience with them. And my sheep gnosko me. Are you a sheep? Do you experience him? Just as, the, and this is amazing, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. Holy camoly. We're talking the Trinity here, y'all. We're talking a mystery that none of us understand. They are so one with each other, we can't even figure it out. And he's going, my sheep and me? Yeah, we're like me and my dad. We are that close. And we are that intimate. Come on, man. Are you experiencing God like that. That's eternal life.
Now, how do we know him? He goes, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them. And what do they do? They follow me. I give them eternal life. I give them complete joy, overflowing love, peace that surpasses understanding, strength beyond all things, incomparably great power for those who believe. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. So how do we know him? We follow him. We actually follow him. That's why our mission statement at K2 is to invite you. If you're not a Christian, I'm going to invite you today. I'm going to invite you. And then if you are a Christian, I'm equipping you today that you would have eternal life. To invite you and to equip you to live out the adventure of actually following Jesus. Because it's the ones who follow him who know him. And if you know him, what do you have? Eternal life. Way beyond a good life. And way beyond a great life. Someone I don't know. It's great to meet you. Hopefully we'll have some time to hang out. But because I'm not in Todd's life and he's not in my life, I don't know him. But there's Susie who's in my life and I'm in her life. Can I tell you something? To the level, to the level you share your life with someone, it's how well you know them. So I don't know Todd yet, but I know Ron. But I really know Kyle. And man, I know my wife. What's your relationship with Jesus like? It's supposed to be like that. It's supposed to be one and intimate. Ephesians 1.17, Paul says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Anybody want to know him better? Okay, like seven of you. That's exciting. Let me just tell you again. Now, this is a third Greek word for know, and this word is epinosis, and this word means full, again, and thorough knowledge. So what he's saying is, I I pray that you get past intellectual because knowing about God, knowing about Jesus is not eternal life. And some of you are so frustrated and you want nothing to do with church because you don't get anything out of it. And I I agree with you because you don't know him. You gnosis him. But man, then you can gnosko him, but then you can epinosis. You can know him will fully and completely And that's why every one of you, I don't care, man, this is me. I love him with all my heart, 32 years of following him. And I get excited because I don't, I I know probably this much about him and it's that good already. So man, this is good news for every person. Why? Because your life is meant to be a full life. Don't buy the lie. Don't buy the lie that it's not. So, How do we do this engagement? Well, the first one, engagement means Christ is in me. Susie is in my life. I need to have Christ in me. Colossians 1.27 says, To them God has chosen to make known among you the Gentiles, the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you. The hope of glory. So eternal life means you got to get Christ in you. Ephesians 3, 16 and 17 says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, God may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, in the deepest part of who you are, so that Christ may dwell, live in your hearts through faith. 
This is knowing him, Christ in my life. So what does that mean? That means I share my life with Christ. I have fellowship with him. Things like my identity. This is a big, huge thing. Am I gonna get my identity from what you think about me? Or from what the world says about me? Or if I'm successful enough? Or if I'm whatever enough? And all of you are trying to figure out to get your identity. No, you need Jesus who actually created you and knows you, the only one who does, and who loves you to tell you who you are. So you gotta get Christ in your identity and he'll set you free. You gotta get Christ in your sin. Anybody got sin? Okay, then how do you get Jesus into your sin so that he can forgive it, so that he can wipe it out, so he can cleanse you so that you're free from it, and so then Jesus, who had power over sin, can actually live inside you so you don't get stuck in your sin. Now that's eternal life. So Jesus in your life, Jesus in your relationships, yes, Jesus, in your finances, in your work, in your sexual life, all those things, that's your life. And Jesus goes, and I'm in you. I'm coming in. And you have eternal life when you let him as Lord into those areas of your life. But then the other side is engagement means, but then that's half of it. Susie's in my life. It's awesome. But I got to get in her life. So engagement means if you're going to really have eternal life and know him, Experience him, you got to get in Christ. You are in Christ. Look at this, 1 Corinthians 1. It is because of God that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. See, when you become a Christian, God puts you, what does he say? He puts you in the very person of Christ. There's an intimacy. And then because your spirit gets united with his spirit, everything that Jesus is, his righteousness, his holiness, his redemption, the wisdom of God starts to infuse your being so you think like him, so you act like him because you're in relationship with him. So different than coming to church. (laughs) Oh, it's so different to know him. Galatians 3 says this. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. And I've said this so many times here before. God loves everybody, but everybody is not his child. You become a child. I'm going to get to this in a moment. By putting your faith in him. And as soon as you become a child, he says, you are born of my spirit. And then he says, and you are in Christ. You are children of God through faith. For all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. What's that mean? Well, first of all, thank you all for wearing clothes. Right? And so, so, so what do I see? When I look at you, what do I see? I see your clothes. And we're clothed with Christ. We're in him. So we've put like Jesus on. So when we walk around, what do we look like? What do people see? Okay, what are they supposed to see? Christ. Why? Because I'm in him. I'm, in, I'm actually figuring out who Jesus is, and I'm engaging in his life, and that's eternal life too. And so in Christ's life, I share in his life. I fellowship with him. And what is Jesus' life? Jesus' life is a life where he loves everybody. Holy crow. That's hard. He loves his enemies. He loves the people who hurt him. 
He loves the people who aren't like him at all. He's like, no, I like, like, I love everybody. Are you going to follow me? Yeah, but can I just like the people who are like me? Not if you want to be in me. So he loves everybody. And then he has compassion. He's a compassionate God. He cares for the people who are in need. And then he serves. He's always serving. Are you following Christ? Are you following Christ? Are you in him? Do you serve? Do you serve your spouse? Do you serve your coworkers? Do you serve your children? Do you serve your parents? Do you serve here at K2? I follow Jesus. I'm a follower of Christ. Great. He goes, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. Do you serve? Then you're in his life. He came for the lost. He goes, can I just tell you why I came? Point blank. I came because people were going to hell. I came. That's why I came. Because I love every cotton picking person on this planet. And I want every one of them to be forgiven of their sin and reconciled back to me. So I came to save them. And, and, and I'm in Christ. Are you in Christ? Are you following him? Then that means what does that mean for me? I got to care about every person that doesn't have a relationship with God yet. And I got to lay down my life for them just like he laid down my life for me. Like he didn't lay my life down. He laid his life down for me. He did that for me because I was lost. And he reconciled me and forgave me. And now he's in me to help me do the same thing. Question, are you in Christ? Do you follow him? Do you live your life with him? Or do you do whatever you want to do and live your own life and then wonder, how come I don't have complete joy? How come I don't have all-surpassing peace? How, don't I, how come I don't have power in my life over sin? Why? Because are you actually in Christ? And is Christ in you? Second Peter 1.3 says this. God's divine power has given us everything we need for life. How's that sound? Everything you need for life and godliness through your knowledge of him. Everything is yours. How? How do I get everything? You know him. You know him. How do I know him? You can go him. You share your life with him. You let him into every part and you let him be Lord and you trust him and you follow him in all those areas that are yours. And then you find out who Jesus is and you go, oh my God, you are so not like me. He goes, I know, I know, I know. But I'm coming in you. I'm coming in you and I'll empower you to be able to follow me. Why? Because your life, your life is meant to be a full life. You're supposed to have eternal life. Eternal life. All surpassing, way beyond anything good or anything even great. Now, why? If Jesus Christ is eternal life, and if he's in us, let me talk to all of us Christians, all of us who are Christians, and you are. If you receive Christ and eternal life is in us, then why don't we experience it? Why don't we experience it? 1 John 1, 6 and 7 says this. If we claim to have fellowship with him, if we claim to have this, And yet we walk in darkness, we lie, and we don't live out the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. What's he saying? If you claim to have fellowship with me, but you say no to me all the time? Like, if I come in and I want to talk to you about your finances, and you're like, no, that's okay, God, I'm going to do my own thing. 
Okay, great. So just so you know, you and I don't have fellowship there because you, you say no to me. If, 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 if you say, well, man, why, why is my marriage so struggling? Well, it takes two, right, first of all, and because you're human. That's why. But what if Jesus came into your life? And what if he asked you to actually put your spouse's interest above your own and to serve them, to lay down your life for them? What would happen? I just, yeah, but you don't know. You guys, in every area of your life, he's like, come on, come on. Come with me and let's go care for the poor. Come with me and share your faith with your coworker. Oh, jeez. Okay, just so you know, it's cool. But that's what I do. That's what I do. And so if you want to have fellowship with me, if you want to share your life with me, if you want eternal life, then you've got to say yes to me. Why don't I experience the fullness of God? Usually it's because we say no to God. It's just we say no to God. Now, you know what's interesting? I'm a parent. I have children. Are they my children? Yes, they are. Um, Will they ever cease to be my children? No. But can they say no to me? Uh Uh-huh. Do I stop loving them? No. They're mine. And they'll always be mine. But the intimacy that we have as father and daughter, father and son, has to do with our relationship with each other. So man, all you Christians, what's 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 your point for today? Is there any area of your life where you just got, where you're stiff arming him. I just, don't come into my work. Please, Jesus, don't mess it up. Don't come into my relate. Don't come into my sexual life. Come on, Lord. I live in America. It's hard. It's really hard. Just let me sin. And just love me. Is there any area in your life, Christian, follower of Jesus, where you're saying, I don't want to share this part of my life with you. Just listen to him. Tell him you're sorry. Just say, God, I confess. I agree with you. I I don't follow you here. And you guys, by the way, we all grow in this. We're going to be growing in this till the day we die. But you and I could be having eternal life if we would share our life with him. And if we do what he said. Now, let me just share my last point. Eternal life is Christ. Eternal life is being engaged with him. But now I just want to talk to all of you just real quick who don't know him. And eternal life is received as a gift. Eternal life is received as a gift. If you're here today and you are not a follower of Christ, and you don't know God, I have the greatest news in the world for you. Look at this. Romans 6.23 says this. The wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. Now, what does that mean? Oh, well, a wage, first of all, is something you earn. <laughs> okay. Now, how did I earn death? Well, if eternal life is saying, Jesus, I want you in my life, And eternal life is saying, and I want to get in your life. I want to follow you, and I want to engage in your life. If that's eternal life, then what would be death? Death would be saying, Jesus, I don't want you in my life. And I have no interest in following your life. And I just need to tell you, 
That's it. He just, it's, it's really clear. That's what, what you earn for saying, God, I don't want you in here. Let me, I'm going to do my own thing. And what you earn for saying, and I, I don't want to follow you, is you earn death. You actually earn this. It's really weird because like, it's almost like you're working for it because it's what a wage is. I worked to stay separate from God, to not let him in my life. And God goes, okay, well, good. I'll pay, then I'll pay you that. And you will earn separation from me if that's what you want. But, but, but just so you know, that will be forever. It will be forever. Because heaven is only for those that got forgiven by Christ, reconciled by Christ, got filled with my spirit and reconciled back to me so they could actually follow me because that's what heaven is. So that's the wages of sin. That's death. But here's the good news. Keep going with this verse. But the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ, our Lord. He wants to give every one of you who've said no to him a gift today. He wants to give you a gift today. Oh, the greatest thing was for me to come to Susie and go, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. I want to love you every day until I die. And I want to be loved by you. I want to be one with you. And she said, me too. I'm going to tell you, every one of you in this room, if Jesus means anything, it's that God is saying to you, I want to spend every moment of my life with you. I want to love you every day of your life. I want to pour all that I am into you so you can have complete joy and complete peace and absolute freedom. I want you to know me. I want to be one with you. And I want to be loved by you. I want a relationship with you. And then if you will say today, me too, me too, then all you got to do is just to confess to him today and go, God, wow, can't believe you love me that much. I'm so sorry for saying no to you. I'm done. I'm done saying no to you. I want you in my life, and I want to be in your life. I want to follow you. Will you forgive me? Yes, yes, of course. That's why I said, Jesus, I so love the world that I gave my one and only son that whoever would believe in me, you won't perish, but you will have eternal life. Why? Because you'll have Jesus inside of you. And God will pour his love into your heart. All you have to do today, and this is, this is why it's good news. What is it? It's a gift. You earn death, but you receive life as a gift. You don't earn life. Isn't that good news? He's not like, okay, quit being bad, and I'll start being good. If you're good enough, maybe you'll earn eternal life. But I'm watching you. No. Uh-uh. He goes, all you got to do is say yes to me. Turn to me and receive me and I'll forgive you and I'll cleanse you and I'll change your life. So the band, come on up. You guys already should have been up. My bad, I didn't bring you guys up. But here's what we're gonna do. Um, 
I grew up in the Methodist church. And when I, for the first time, felt like God was saying to me, I love you, David Michael Nelson. Will you let me into your life? Will you, do you realize that you're dead without me? And that I want to come into your life. Will you receive me? Will you let me forgive you for all of your sin? And will you receive me into your life? Because if you let me in, I'm coming in. And if I come in, I will be with you. I will make you my child. And I will love you. And I will put my spirit inside of you. And I will empower you. And I will change you. I really will. And if any of you today want to stop saying no to God so that you have stopped earning the wage of death and don't be separated from God one more day. Don't risk it. Don't do it. If you're hearing his voice today, then we actually cleared out this row because what I had to do when I, was, when I received Christ is I came forward while the worship was happening and I got on my knees and I said, Jesus, just like Susie and I got married, <laughs> you and me, babe. And we went in front of everybody and said, we're in this thing forever. And if that's you today and you want to receive Christ, then, then we have an altar here for you to come and to receive forgiveness. And if maybe you're just hurting because your life is so torn apart and you just go, God, would you really come in and heal me and make me whole and love me exactly as I am? Yes, come, come. And we'll have people on either side. We'll be ready to pray with you. Just please come. If you want to receive Christ today, come to the altar and he will absolutely save you and give you eternal life. You will be in relationship with God and you'll know him. You'll know him. You'll experience his love and you'll hear his voice. But I also know this. There have been many times as a follower of Jesus where I wasn't experiencing God. And there's way too many of us in this room. And you are, you're his kid, but there's no complete joy or peace can I be honest with you? It's just tough. If you, were just, if you just had to live with me this week, my poor wife. I mean, I had, I had horrible days this week. It is hard. That's life. Man, Jesus is there in that. Now I had great days this week. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is some of you right now have been saying no to God and you're not doing what he's asking you to do. And some of you... You know, man, you are doing stuff he does not want you to do and you're claiming to have fellowship with God and you don't. He just, because he's light and he cannot, he cannot participate in the stuff that you're participating in. Just can't do it. And the coolest thing you guys is, you can come right down here at any time today. I have done this so many times in my life where I just needed to get right with God. I just needed to confess to God and agree with him again, Lord, that I am so sorry. This is sin. I don't want to do it anymore. Will you forgive me? Of course he will. And will you cleanse me, Jesus? Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Just cleanse me. And then fill me with your spirit and empower me once again to get in fellowship with you. I want to know Christ. Jesus, come in to my finances. Come into my marriage. Come into my sexual life and forgive me and cleanse me. Jesus, I'm going to love my enemy. I'm going to forgive the person who hurt me. I'm going to care for the lost. I'm going to love people who 
I don't like. I'm sorry I haven't been doing that. Whatever it is, come to the altar and get cleansed, you guys. You were meant for a full life and it's yours today, all right? So at any time during the song, if you want to come forward and pray, and we'll pray with you, we'll help you, and let's worship together.